Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1TN5 for Monday, May 9th. I'm Jack Vaughn. Big East Commissioner Val Ackerman, who is part of the NIL Working Group to the Athletics' Nicole Arbach on coming NIL guidelines, says, This is an effort to clarify that a collective run by a donor falls within the meaning of a booster. Arbach and Stuart Mandel continue for the Athletic with feedback from voices heavily involved in NIL on risk and exposure of trying to curtail deals and relationships. Notable lawyer Mike Caspino says, The moment they try to interfere with one of my client's deals, the next day is the moment they get hit with an antitrust lawsuit. Miami supporter and big NIL early mover John Ruiz says, The biggest issue is that the schools should be able to participate in NIL. How can you be punished as a member school for the actions of those you can't really control? Ohio State AD Gene Smith adds, We could get sued. But for the betterment of the whole and all the student-athletes we serve, we've got to take that risk. Further, Arbach and Mandel indicate the NCAA Board of Directors will dictate which situations are to be reviewed by enforcement staff. CBS's Dennis Dodd points to sources that say new NIL legislation could be passed very soon. Dodd indicates the most likely penalty for boosters who have already stepped over the line is disassociation with the school. But if there is evidence the booster is working in unison with a member of the athletic department, more significant penalties are possible. Ohio State AD Gene Smith says outgoing NCAA President Mark Emmert and VP of Enforcement John Duncan are in complete support of the crackdown and that investigations will be handled quickly, saying, The membership needs responses now. The Toledo Blade goes behind the scenes on new Toledo AD Brian Blair's first day on the job. Blair woke up at 3.30 a.m. and couldn't go back to sleep because of first-day jitters. In his 32-minute speech to the Rockets staff, he let the group know his goal is for UT to be the best Group of Five athletic department in the country. Up next is a 90-day listening and learning tour. Toledo President Gregory Postal on Blair says, It was a combination of his background, his enthusiasm, and his level of preparedness that put him ahead of all the other candidates. Postal adds, He has called everybody. I don't run into anybody in the community or on campus that hasn't received a call from Brian Blair. Western Kentucky AD Todd Stewart on macro issues for the industry says, What I would say is the NCAA is the governing body of our sport and they have some people there that are paid extremely well. We needed them to lead. We needed them to lead over the last two years, and they weren't able to do that. They weren't able to get us to a solution. We all kind of saw this coming, and nevertheless, we weren't able to avoid it. More, including WKU having the second most number of vendors on its local exchange, in partnership with Influencer, out of all Group of Five departments, in the link in the D1 ticker email. It didn't take long for recently exited Florida A&M AD Courtney Gaucher to find a new home, as he's Tulane's new Senior Associate AD for Facilities and Operations. Gaucher's role will include sport oversight of football and several Olympic sports. ESPN's Pete Thamel had the news first. Long Beach State AD Andy Fee sat down with Athletic Director U's Ty Brown to discuss the dynamics of having sport oversight 
as well as how he communicates and trains his staff for their responsibilities as a sport administrator. Fee says, you have to be present. You have to be visible. You want those student athletes to know who you are. Some may not know by name, but they know. There's the athletic director, and it shows you care. It's not just showing up when you win and high-fiving everybody. It's being there when you come in second. I encourage our sports supervisors to live by the saying, management by walking around. Get out of the office, go to various practices, let them see you. If I want to evaluate a coach at the end of the year and I've never been to a practice, how do I really evaluate what they're doing in developing talent? Coastal Carolina AD Matt Hogue joins the Sports Travel Podcast to discuss topics ranging from competing on the national level to the changing landscape as it relates to further fractures within D1. Hogue says, The reality is college football is driving an enormous amount of money, as is college basketball to a certain extent. When we contemplated this move to FBS, that was a big piece of the expectation that at some point down the road, we probably would see the college football playoff system expanded. Now we haven't quite gotten there. There's some intractable issues right now with the way certain conferences view it, but hopefully those will eventually be solved as we get toward the end of the first rights contract. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1TN5 for Monday, May 9th. I'm Jack Vaughn, and be sure to check in later this afternoon.